Welcome back to another brand new episode of the Nothing Important Podcast, Matt Reyes. That's me. It's early in the fucking morning. It is about to be 7 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck am I doing up? What the fuck am I doing up? I like to wake up at 7.30. Woke up at 6. Um, just haven't been, been able to go back to sleep. I was like, why not fucking record a podcast? You know, I got like 30 more minutes, right? You know? Why the fuck not? Um, just sitting here, listening to the beautiful sound of crickets uh, twerking. Uh, is that what they're doing? They, you know, clapping them cheeks and uh, sitting alone. So I'm, I'm going to be in a medium volume today. I'll be at a medium. This will be like the ASMR. Early morning uh, Puerto Rican vocal fry. ASMR. Hola, mi gente. Um, I wish I knew how to speak Spanish, man. Right? <laughs> people, old fucking Spanish people stop walking up to me being offended. They just come up to me asking me some obscure shit. Where's the Goya aisle? And I'm like, I don't speak Spanish, Maria. And uh, they don't like that. They don't like when I call them Maria. Um, <laughs> they don't like that I don't speak Spanish because I have spick face. Um... But it just never clicked with me. I don't know why. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, I lived with my grandmother for like four or five years. And um, she she predominantly only spoke Spanish. My, my grandmother had like a, a, a knack for forgetting the English language when it was favorable for her. And then all of a fucking sudden, you know, she would remember. Um, and I found out years later that she actually went to college and uh, studied English. Thanks, Grandma, for being a dick. Um, I love my grandma, grandma, Grammy. Um, but yeah, she predominantly spoke Spanish in the household. So I understand it to a certain extent. There's like an ex- a subconscious exchange. But of course, like anything in life, like the Bill Murray movie, some things get lost in translation. You know what I mean? Um, when I traveled to Asia to fuck a strange woman. No. Um, I, I've been to Thailand before. I've been to Thailand before. I was actually a good boy in Thailand. I'm a, I'm a weird individual, man. I went with my on a boy's trip to Thailand. I wasn't in a relationship at the time. Um, so sincerely, I went to the prostitution capital on the planet. And I didn't, I didn't fuck on nothing, you know? I didn't fuck on nothing. You know, that was my experience out there. It's beautiful cultural experience and other gay shit that I'm going to say, right? Uh, <laughs> Thailand is crazy, man. Thailand taught me a lot. You know what Thailand taught me? How fucked up sexuality is in America. You know what I mean? And it, it gave me this... I, I like to think I have these profound theories that come from my brain. But uh, as I grow to realize that, you know, no idea is new. And I'm just coming to realize probably some universal law. But in the spirit of me being a young man and holding on to my ego and feeling very important and smart, um, I'm going to act like I, I, I created these thoughts. When I went to Thailand, I saw a culture of whores. Um, but seriously, seriously, a culture of whores. Most of the women that I, I saw were working. Um, and they weren't doing plumbing. But they were, you know what I'm saying? They were clearing the pipes, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, there was like massage parlors everywhere. 
and um, you had the capacity to just get a regular massage, which, you know, these little bitches with little hands, they're very fucking strong. It is <laughs> it's very deceiving. You see like a little eight, 108 pound bitch, she will take all the kinks out of your fucking muscles. But, you know, if you, you pay a little bit more, you can go in the back and uh, stereotypical sucky fucky, right? And um, that was kind of like the culture out there. It is a place where people go. It is a tourist attraction for people. When I was there, you see like <laughs> the groups of, of people traveling to Thailand. It's always like four to five guys. And, it, it, it you know, once again, kind of talking about that concept of the Matrix, it was like four to five guys. And they're all like just different versions, different racial, ethnic versions of the same fucking group of friends. You know, the guys that... If they were in their own respective countries, they would go out every Friday in the pursuit to fuck women. And they would end up um, drunk, um, eating street food, having fucked no women. And that that pursuit would continue until they took a boy's trip to Thailand where you can pay for the pussy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to become a politician. That's what I'm going to run for. Pay for the pussy. You know what I mean? Women's right. You know, that's the women's rights uh, activism banner right there. Pay for the pussy um, by Matt Reyes. Anyway, so the philosophical thing that I drew from Thailand, you know, because I always like to get deep. Always like to get deep. Um, talking like a frog now. Um, when I was out there, I understood sexual repression because I was in an environment where sexuality was free. There was no guilt. There was no shame. There was no pressure for the woman. There was no pressure for the man. What I mean by that is that there was a sense of freedom uh, for the women that were working. They weren't being pimped by some fucking dude in South Central. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't Figueroa Street. It was establishments where women traveled from wherever the fuck they're from. They're from like Cambodia or Northern Thailand or where, you know? There was even like Russian women or African women. And they would come to these bars to prostitute. And they would have like a madam or a lady of the night that would um, do the transaction. It was a very like gentle thing. It would be like one finger, two finger. And it would be like a thousand or two thousand baht, which is like, you know, the price of a fucking bacon, egg and cheese. Holy shit. For the price of bacon, egg and cheese, you can get your eggs scrambled, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and, you know, if the lady didn't like you. It wasn't like, you know, you paying to play like, bitch, you got to you got to you got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't that pimp energy. It was more like, you know, just move on. It was like if you go to a bar in New York and you go to one of those like hot, dark rooms that, you know, I, I used to go to when I was a younger man and you start humping on strangers, you know, after you have that nice, natural human interaction, that that experience of a uh, two birds in mating season. Um, that Nat Geo documentary that's happening in the bar. Uh, after that ends, you can just cut through the fucking bullshit and just put your finger up. One or two, bitch. One, two. <laughs> One thousand, two thousand baht. Um, and that's how that goes down. That's how that motherfucking goes down. And the lady could just say no, you know, and nobody's being pushy. There's no rape energy. There is no uh, sexually repressed energy. There's no shame. There is no guilt. There is no religion. There's just a, a monarchical king that if you don't fucking stand up and put your, your right hand over your heart and say their fucking national anthem, whenever his image is around, you will get fucking crucified. 
Uh, so that's a little weird, you know, <laughs> as we're talking about fucking, you know, sexual freedom. I, I want to put a little asterisk there and talk about the, the, the lack of freedom in some other regards. Um, it's not a perfect society. But as a tourist, you know, as an American, you go over there and you enjoy yourself. You enjoy your motherfucking self. Um, yeah. And it just made me think in comparison to where I was coming from. I'm from New York at the time I'm living in Los Angeles. These are, you know, the most progressive cities technically in this country. These are the places that are supposed to be the most liberal and free. If you're in Los Angeles and it is uh, the Halloween parade, you will see many dick and balls. You know, you will see many men with handlebar mustaches in West Hollywood walking around with their dick and balls out. And that's in America called progressivism. You know, to me, that's um, somebody's uncle is touching you. Um, but <laughs> uh, in New York City, in New York City, if you go down to Washington Square Park or Union Square Park and you go down there and you go to Whole Foods across the street from Union Square Park and you go and you sit on those steps and you, you try to eat a, a nice tuna sandwich, uh, you will see a lesbian who refuses to shave her legs or her armpits and believes deodorant is uh, man Satan. And uh, she's walking around with no shirt. Um, acid wash booty shorts and very floppy titties because she doesn't believe in bras. Um, that's progressive in America. In Thailand, progressive is doing away with all the religious bullshit that would limit people's, um, I guess, emotional freedom to explore sexually. And doing away with that and legalizing prostitution, the law of legalizing prostitution, the law, um, that <laughs> kind of leans into um, doing away with that rape energy. Because dudes are getting their fucking nuts off, you know? There's a, there's a thing about that, man. I, I feel like there's something about sperm that women will never fucking understand. It's like a poison in the cock. And if a man can withhold that poison in his cock, and remain mentally sane, that would eventually just shoot back up and uh, turn into creatine in the blood, right? Is that how that happens? You know, I'm just making that shit up. But that's like the super sane fucking energy. You know what I mean? Coming, coming. <clears throat> um, and it's interesting. It's like when you're holding all that fucking sperm and, you know, dick juice and divine masculine energy, um, you know? You hold that for a very long time, and then you fuck a girl or you jerk off. It's like all the crazy leaves the body, you know? And that's what's happening in Thailand. It's just like a constant, secular motion of men busting nuts on strange Asian women and uh, being relaxed, being in a state of relaxation. Really is a vibe. Um, as I said in the beginning of the story, which is kind of going long. It's a pretty, pretty long story, right? Um... As I said in the beginning of the story, I did not get any sucky fucky when I was in Thailand. I did not. Uh, do I regret it? No. <laughs> you can't go back. You can't go back. Um, yeah, I got a baby now. I got a baby. My baby's sleeping. My girl's sleeping right now. It's pretty early. I told you what I'm doing. I'm sitting in a room. Uh, didn't even make coffee yet. I am titillated. I am inspired I am stimulated by the sound of these crickets clapping that ass. Cricket twerk. Twerking is a motherfucking interesting thing, man. 
Um, I believe that that started organically. I do believe that that started organically, but we live in such a fucking vapid, hollow society in such a fucking consumer-based society in America where the capitalists are so fucking greedy. They're such greedy Draculas. They just want to suck the blood out of any fucking natural organic thing that they corporatized, uh, you know, little bitches shaking their ass. It's, it's insanity, you know? They corporatized it, and this is like a marketing thing now, right? <laughs> you got to check the boxes. If you're like in the... You're a CEO in, in some type of fucking record company in the music industry. Like, that is an, a, a necessity. That's like a fucking hallmark to market your rap video. You know, you can't leave that out or you're, you're, you're just like a fucking novice businessman. You're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know what I mean? Uh, this is a standard in the industry. I need some bitches shaking a fucking ass. Um, let me not start getting loud. I just told you the women in my life are sleeping. It would be pretty rude. If I started going on an angry rant because the crickets are twerking, the crickets are twerking. That's like a, I'm going to, I'm going to remix a book. Can I do that? You know, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm from Harlem. Hip hop culture is known to take classic songs from the past and that was my imitation of like a DJ, uh, but remixing those songs and making more classic memories and art. Can I do that with books? Can I remix uh, the Charles Dickens novel, A Cricket on the Hearth, and um, write A Cricket That Likes to Twerk? Can I do that? Um, I heard crickets are good luck. I hear that. Uh, I have a big-ass fucking cricket in my living room. And it's like half superstition and um, half, you know illogical self-preservation like a cricket can't really do anything to me but i'm i'm terrified of certain bugs i'm fucking horrified of certain bugs and a cricket is known in chinese culture i know for thousands of years i know for thousands of years uh, i know that for thousands of years um fortune cookie um <laughs> fucking asians that they believe that crickets are like a totem they are a totem animal. They are an omen of good luck. Omen is not a negative thing. It's just a sign. Um, just like consequence is not a negative thing. I'm ranting. Back to the fucking point. The duality of being superstitious and having a big ass fucking healthy motherfucking cricket with a big old booty. Big old twerking, big, big booty bitch cricket in the living room. But the other side of me wants to self-preserve. And um, I'm terrified of that motherfucker. So what I did is I have these fake plants in my living room. Uh, you know why? Because, it, you know, I like to treat my apartment like a fucking fishbowl. It's like an aquarium. I am an insulated uh, crazy man, you know, and this is my fishbowl, you know. So I put fake plants here to make me feel like I'm in the nature and I don't have to go outside and, and face human interaction. You know, I can be my normal self. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I put the cricket on the fake plant and uh, he can't be happy about that. You know, that has to be really offensive to the cricket. He's like, I came into your house to give you fucking good luck. You know, I am a lucky Chinese cricket. You are the new Mulan. And I fucking came here, you know, with the energy of luck and prosperity and abundance. 
and you pick me up and I'm like, okay, you know, this guy is going to start treating me good. He understands my value. And I put him on a fucking plastic Costco plant. And um, he can't like that. You can't eat that, right? What do crickets eat? What do crickets eat? You know, uh, I remember when I was growing up, uh, we had a pet lizard. Pet lizard. I'm from the projects, Puerto Rican household. Stepfather, Colombian drug dealer. Five years um, and seven years separately in prison. Did five state, seven federal, right? So just get a little understanding of that motherfucking world that I was involved in as a child. And we had a pet lizard. Normality and all that chaos, right? And we had all the fixings for this pet lizard. There was a big tank. Um, you know, I just talked about the apartments of fishbowl. Could be a lizard tank. Whatever the fuck your preference is. You know, whatever your pronoun is. You know, get down how you get down. You can uh, metaphorically understand my life and my past. However you like. This is this is about freedom, isn't it? So we had a big-ass lizard tank with all the fixings. We had the, the heat lamp because lizards need, like, heat. You know, the, the satanic creatures that they are. And um, we had, like, you know, it was like a purple light. A purple light. I don't know what the fuck that does for the lizard. I don't know where that lizard lives on the fucking planet, naturally, that the sun is shining purple, you know? But this is what they told us in Petco, and uh, we gave them our money because we were dumb, poor consumers. Um, the guy just gave us a purple light bulb. He's like, yeah, the lizard needs this. The lizard needs this. You have to understand the lizard will die without the purple light. And we were like, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, um... So it had all the fucking fixings. And then the lizard, the diet, the sole dietary need of this fucking lizard were crickets. They were crickets. And so we would go um, probably every Thursday, or every Friday and get a big old bag of crickets. You know, lizards don't need to eat every day. They're desert animals. They sleep most of the fucking time. Um, you know, it's really not a great pet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fucking idea was there. We could have got something else. But, you know, when you're living in abject poverty, you need things to take you out of your immediate circumstance. It was the late 90s, early 2000s, and uh, we didn't have VR headsets that we can put on our faces and jerk off to um, some animation. You know, whatever the fucking kids are doing now. So what we had to do back then to escape is watch... Uh, what was that guy's name that he got fucking stabbed in the chest with the fuck by a manatee? That was actually pretty fucking sad. Um, crikey, that fucking guy um, with the booty shorts. Once again, another guy that like forecasts, maybe just like fashion goes in cycles, but I'm like, guys are starting to dress like that again. And I don't want to see man ass. So please put on some regular size shorts. But that guy, Steve Irwin, the name is coming back to me. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. I'm like a fucking veteran. A war veteran in a nursery home. Nursery home? Old people home? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it's called. I'm not old. You guys are. Um, so, uh, crickets. Uh, the lizard that my stepfather, with all of his post-traumatic stress and alcoholism and crack addiction, named Snake. He didn't buy a snake. He didn't buy a snake. He bought a lizard and named the lizard Snake. You know what I'm saying? Now we're getting into the fucking 
you know, we're getting in the, the, the weeds here. We're really trying to get into break down the psyche of an individual, right? And you're just like, oh, you're just making every decision wrong, right? <laughs> it's not one decision that you did that was incorrect. It was, it's, it's all of them. It's all of them. Uh, this is a pattern. So we would feed them the crickets Thursday or Friday. And um, once again, going along the line of abject poverty, and a situation that can probably be solved if you just move a city over, if we move to Jersey, we move to Connecticut, we moved anywhere else. We could be just as poor, but outside of that environment. But that is not the mentality. The mentality is to sit and watch your surroundings decay uh, because it's really an expression of the internal. The internal has some type of issue and the external world will manifest whatever thought is going on. No self-help today. That's not what the fuck I'm doing. I'm trying to build the premise of this story. That's what I'm trying to do. And so the action, you know, as the macro reflects the micro, as everything is fractals, as this is all just, uh, you know, a shadow, we are just third dimension shadow figures that are made in the image of the good Lord. So the things up high reflect the things down low. And that cage that housed the lizard that housed the crickets started to decay. There was no maintenance. And a hole started to, um, there was like a, a, you know, the casing, the thing that you put on the top with like the air holes that started to, to break open and there was a hole in it. And so the crickets got out. The crickets got the fuck out. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about like fucking how ironic it is. I thought crick I think crickets now are good luck and we were just like feeding them to, you know, Satan. We're feeding them to the lizard. Um, metaphor, projects. Crickets got out and uh, the craziest fucking thing happened. And I keep on trying to Google it to see if my memory's fucking playing tricks on me. But basically the crickets got out and started mating with the roaches in the projects. And we had croaches. Um, is that funny? <laughs> is that fucking funny or is that like sci-fi uh slash drama slash you know poverty sad you know write that movie write that movie hollywood uh croaches in the projects you know what i mean that would be like the the follow-up to leprechaun in the hood does anybody remember that one leprechaun in the hood bt you've put out some bullshit but that right there is your fucking magnus opus leprechaun in the hood holy shit it's a motherfucker that is the fucking niggerest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't even know if I could call that black exploitation. Like, cause the leprechaun is Irish, right? Um, it's basically just like an Irish guy that goes to the hood to um, do bad business with stupid poor people. I guess. I guess that's what the fuck was going on. Um, oh, the Irish. Oh, the Irish. Uh, yeah, man. I think we're going to call that one a podcast. Just a little quick motherfucking recap. What did we talk about today? We talked about crickets twerking, you know, the new novel, the follow up to Charles Dickens, um, A Cricket on the Hearth. Um, we talked about uh, croaches. We talked about croaches in the projects, you know, my movie pitch, you know, for whoever directed and wrote Leprechaun in the Hood, you follow up with that one. You know, we'll get you back in the industry. We talked about Thailand. We talked about sexual repression. You know what I mean? Um, 
we talked about that, you know. So if anybody's out there and they feel sexually repressed and they feel like America's perverting their brain, that's a nice little vacation. Don't go to rehab. Go out there and let these bitches jerk you off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go let these bitches stroke your dick. Come back and tell me that you have the problem, you know? That's not what you're going to think. You're going to say America has the fucking problem, right? So we talked about all that, and I will end on this. Um, thank you, everybody that is continually listening. Anybody who supports the podcast, you are appreciated. I sincerely appreciate you. We're going to keep going with this. I'm going to go get some coffee and wake the fuck up. Hopefully you enjoyed this beautiful Puerto Rican vocal fry ASMR. Until next time.